Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today is a story about when I was a young boy. When I was 10 years old, I made my first investment. I didn't know it at the time. Apparently, I had about $10,000 kicking around that my grandmother had put in my account. My uncle, who owned a seat on the New York Stock Exchange, was an aggressive trader and a very wealthy man. He lived on Fifth Avenue next to the Italian consulate overlooking Central Park. It was as good an address as you could possibly have in the financial center of the world. He would actively trade all day long. He would trade stocks in Asia after dinner, and he would get up early in the morning to catch the end of the trading day in Hong Kong. He had a four-hour break before the opening bell on Wall Street. He was the expert when it came to investing, so my mother asked his advice when it came to making the first investment for her 10-year-old son. My uncle suggested we buy two mining companies that traded on the Vancouver Stock Exchange, Mountain State Resources Exploration and another small-cap mining company. I've long since forgotten the name of the company. My uncle said that both companies had some solid discoveries in the world of mining, and they were expected to merge. As a result, he predicted the value of both companies would multiply. Well, you might have guessed it by now, the merger never happened. Both companies went broke, and my $10,000 evaporated. I was 10 years old, and my life savings to that point in time evaporated. But that's not the reason I'm telling you this story. There were several powerful lessons in that story. Do I wish I still had those $10,000? Well, of course. Had I invested them myself, I expect I would have multiplied them many times over. What you get when you don't get what you want is an education. So all I have to show for those 10000 is an education. So what's the lesson? First of all, the decision to buy those shares was made with zero regard to the suitability of a speculative investment for a 10-year-old boy. There was no discussion of my investment objectives. What was my investment horizon? When would I need the money? What was my risk tolerance? It's funny that I would learn about investor suitability so early. My mother learned a lot from that experience too. She learned not to abdicate responsibility to someone else when it comes to making investment decisions. Even though my uncle was the expert, he didn't have a magic touch or a crystal ball. My mother eventually taught me much of what I know today about money. She was a pretty good investor in retrospect. She had all the tools and skills to analyze the situation and make good investment decisions. They were not impulsive decisions. They were carefully researched decisions. My uncle's long since gone, and I've forgiven him for what was clearly an inappropriate recommendation. The other lesson is that I was 10 years old. I got wiped out at age 10. I had plenty of time to recover. That's a very different story for someone who gets wiped out when they're 60 or 70. The third lesson is also related to control. Today, I focus on investments where I feel a high degree of control over the outcome. I don't like to be participating in a market where the outcome is being determined by factors that are completely arbitrary. I'm an investor, not a speculator, not a gambler. When I go to Vegas, if I gamble at all, I might go to the penny slot machines. I usually walk past the casino and I simply don't even go in. It doesn't interest me at all. I spent many years learning about the stock market. My uncle impressed me a lot, and there were things about his life that I thought I wanted. I used to have my broker on speed dial. I couldn't afford a subscription to ValueLine, which was the preeminent stock market research at the time, but my broker's firm had a professional subscription, and he would fax me any ValueLine sheet that I wanted. Since then, I've learned so much more. I've learned that the small investor has no control. I've learned that many companies underestimate what it takes to achieve success. And it makes sense that this happens. Most entrepreneurs, by their very nature, tend to be optimists. 
it's that optimism that enables them to visualize the future success. That optimism is also what causes them to underestimate what it'll take to succeed. Even under the best of circumstances, things take longer and require more capital to achieve the final goal. It's not surprising that so many startup businesses fail to achieve their goals. So why would I want to put my money into a venture where the value of the stock is not tied directly to the company's performance? Why would I invest in a venture when I don't know the personality of the principals involved and I have no idea about their risk tolerance? I prefer to put my money and, by extension, my investors' money into ventures where I stack the odds of success in our favor. That element of control is so important. Yes, you've got to put your faith in the team who's tasked with executing, but it's not blind faith. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.